Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to episode 173 of our show. Today is Monday, October 4th, 2021. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Halloween. The month of Halloween. I have really enjoyed it on the uh, the Twitter, on the social media, etc., etc., Everyone's gearing up talking about what scary movie do you like? I posted two the other day. It's good. This made me reflect and think about, okay, what scary movies am I on board with? If I got to if I got to really invest my my reputation behind a couple of flicks that I want people to see. The two that I came up with, these are the ones that I try to watch every year above all else. And uh they're probably a little bit obscure. One not so obscure. The Thing with Kurt Russell from the 80s. I think this is one of the all-time great horror flicks. One of the all-time greats. The Thing. I have watched that movie, I don't know, probably 15, 20 times. I enjoy it every time. It's one of my, it's one of my all-time favorite horror flicks. And then behind that, the other horror flick that I suggest... Um, I love it. I've watched it dozens of times, and I always enjoy it. The People Under the Stairs. Now, that one is a little more niche. I find fewer people agree with me on that one. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I've always enjoyed it. It's a little goofy. It's dark. It's just a little different. I love the idea of a house that you can't escape from. That's kind of exciting to me. And so, whatever. Oh, is there a Doughy Fresh 213 says uh, the original is so much better than the newer one of the thing? Did they did they remake the thing? Why would someone remake a perfect? Should I even watch that? I don't know. That's weird. They remade the thing. Why would you? That's like remaking Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's perfection. Why would someone do that? And I guarantee it would be interesting to look side by side. I would not even be surprised if the special effects have taken a step back. People, I've noticed people online have started to uh, juxtapose. That's a big word. Old movies versus new movies, uh, special effects, you know, the the old way versus CGI, real makeup versus CGI. And I'm sorry, real makeup wins. Ah, see, Doughy is right there. Says, yeah, they redid it with awful CGI. There you go, Doughy Dougie. It's like a prequel. Well, so, um, speaking of horror flicks... What we all came here to talk about this morning, I primed it on uh, the social media. I teed it up a little bit. Now, our dear Robo Kitty, I think is the first I recall to mention this on a live stream last week. She said she's watching the Squid Game on Netflix. She was like ahead of the uh, ahead of the curve, just slightly. She suggested this. Squid Game in the live stream. And Robo was very good. She she will invest in a series. She'll sit there and take a deep dive. She'll just do it. 
And uh, so I I, uh, I I turned on Squid Game, and I I am hooked. I am hooked. I love this series. Now it came out of I believe uh, South Korea. South Korea. I will do my best. I'm, I'm determined not to give any spoilers. I don't even see how I could give a spoiler because I'm seven episodes in. I still don't know what the hell's going on, like to a certain extent. What I It's not that I can't follow what I'm watching, but it's that the plot has taken so many beautiful twists and turns in seven episodes. I still don't know who is behind what's happening, but this is a beautifully dystopian show beautifully dystopian wasn't it uh wasn't it running man the schwarzenegger wasn't that like a game show where you die if you if you lose back in the 80s that would have been 80s right late late 80s well this is sort of the same premise i don't think i'm giving anything away i think it says right in the uh description on netflix Basically, pe- people are caught up in this game, and then it turns out if you lose, you really lose, you know? That is all I will reveal, hopefully, in the in the way of spoilers. And again, I don't think that's a spoiler at all. But um, this thing is, uh, it is wonderfully dystopian. It's just... Now, I don't understand why I like dystopian stuff so much. I don't totally get it. As I was saying earlier, like I, I, I like things like the people under the stairs, which is, you look at that world. These these movies and these television shows they create these worlds, right? That uh, just don't work the way the the real world works. At least you think. Now, what I've learned over the past year and a half, two years, I've learned something. I've learned that while I really enjoy a good dystopian uh, television show or movie, what I've learned is I do not enjoy at all uh, dystopian reality. I don't enjoy dystopian reality. It's not my thing. So I I am all for things like uh, the beautiful, beautiful Amber Glow is doing, right? She is she's with her girlfriend. She's out at uh, Universal uh She's just going to have a good day today. She's going to walk around, drink drink uh, butterbeer at the Harry Potter thing. She's going to eat some cotton candy. She's going to ride some rides, maybe get a little dizzy. She's going to have a good old time, kind of like the old days. Not dystopian, except for the amount of money she's probably paying to do this. But uh, this show, this squid game, I, everyone must watch it. It is uh, well. I won't say everyone. If you're if you're skittish, a little skittish, and a bit of a nervous Nelly, maybe don't watch the show. It's pretty. It's pretty intense. But I really can't remember seeing anything like it. I don't know much about the history of this thing, other than I'm I'm fairly certain that it originated out of. Uh, as I said, South Korea. Now, what would be fascinating to know is, did this uh, uh, did the South Koreans just create it for themselves, and then it was a hit, and Netflix picked it up, or was it always intended for, you know, the global Netflix uh, crowd? 
Doughy Dougie says, I heard about Squid Game. Haven't watched it, though. I'll have to do that. You you definitely should. You definitely should. I uh, So someone here has typed, I don't know, what is that? Greek, literally? Ah, JK17 with a YouTube link. Anyway, Doughy Dougie, you got to check it out. Here's the thing. I can't remember a series since, uh, uh, what was that uh, Brian Cranston thing? Breaking Bad. You remember with Breaking Bad how you would watch the episode and then right when it was done, you just, you have to watch the next episode. Remember that? Like you couldn't get anything done because you're you're just binge watching this Breaking Bad stuff. That's the way the Squid Game thing is. Last night I was, I swear to God, I was nodding off. I was so tired. And it's like, I gotta do one more Squid Game. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 uh, it's wonderfully addictive. So, now getting back to the origins of this thing. Getting back to this, the origins of this thing. Again, it's from South Korea. Now I think there are some cultural things in there. I think, you know, the way the, uh, uh, some of the Asian cultures, it's almost like uh, they have this history of uh, maybe valuing life a little bit less than kind of what we're used to now. And so it's it's really interesting to see the way that this competition is portrayed. And as I said, and I don't think this is a spoiler, people lose their life if they lose at the game. It's done in such a crass way, such a matter of fact way. It's just, uh, it's really fascinating to see. So many angles to this show. There's a, there's a you know, a high tech angle like, um, like uh, the 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 place where the contestants are for this game is, uh, it, 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 I would describe it as a uh, panopticon, which is essentially uh, it's a prison uh, where they are watched twenty four seven. Who is it that tried to actually design a true panopticon? Uh, was it Bentham, Jeremy Bentham, who first came up with this idea? Let's have a prison where. The prisoners cannot see the guards, but the guards can see the prisoners. And so the prisoners never know when they're being watched and when they're not. Look it up, Panopticon. Um, so there's this high-tech element. There's this element of, uh, you know, who is behind this? I, I'm seven episodes in. I don't know who created this game. I don't know why it exists. The contestants don't know why it exists. It is just fascinating. It's fascinating. They keep, as the as the game goes, they keep peeling the onion with each episode. And you think you know what you're looking at. And you think you're getting a hint of the motivations behind this. And then it just takes a wonderful left turn. And uh, and then you're off to the races again. I don't know what Grandpa Mike means. Uzi Zap. <laughs> I also don't know how to pronounce your Reddit name. 
Um, let's see. Uh, can I spell panopticon? Let's see. I probably can't. Uh, P-A-N-O-P-T-I-C-O-N is how I would spell it. I believe it was a, it was a prison concept uh, developed by Jeremy Benth Bentham. This would have been in the maybe in the mid 1800s, something like that. He was a total sick dude with some sick ideas, and the you know the rulers of the time they like to at least listen to um, sick ideas. It's the same same thing with uh, uh, Machiavelli, right? The Prince, the novel, the Prince. It's all about, it's just, it's full of ideas of if you, if you ruled the world, here's how you could do it. I think this Jeremy Bentham guy is the same kind of thing. I'm talking off the top of my head. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I have my people wrong. I don't know. Um, how's Reddit working for everyone this morning? Everyone having a good time? Is it working okay? So I, you never know, you know, the quality of Reddit over time, it's been interesting. Um, it just seems to kind of go up and down. Sometimes it's skittish for people. It seems like uh, a couple of months ago, at least, it stopped notifying people. People will follow me, which is great. It's very flattering. They'll follow me on Reddit. But then Reddit, uh, I guess, stopped notifying people. I, for you, so... It, Dougie and uh, Tank say it's working great. Okay, good. Good, good. Do you guys, Tank, do you get, anyone that follows me, do you actually get notified anymore? I kind of feel like no, that's not, that's not happening. See, yeah, Doughy Dougie says, I don't get notifications for your lives either, but I used to. Yeah, this is a thing. It's amazing. I think it's a conspiracy. Anyway, Squid Game. I don't know how many episodes there are. I'm, I'm very nervous that there's just one season and maybe it's going to be multiple seasons. I, I want closure. I never try to watch any of these shows. And I've, I, I, I'll, I'll lump in like, uh, uh, you know, all the biggies. Um, Sopranos. Uh, the... Uh, that Cranston thing we were just talking about, Breaking Bad. What I've done historically is I will not watch a single episode until the whole series is done. Because I just want to... I just want to sit... I just want to sit there and do the whole thing. If I got to burn four or five days a week on it, like that's how I did Breaking Bad. I think I sat on my couch for like five days and just watched Sopranos, same thing. I hadn't seen a single episode till the whole till the whole darn thing was done. It's kind of a weird way to do it, but you just I this idea, but I think this is where I'm going to be with the Squid Game. This idea of having to wait during an off season and wonder will it come back? Like this is what happened with uh, Deadwood, which was a tremendous tremendous series. Uh, they canceled Deadwood, I think, after three seasons. So they there there was no um, there was no you know end. You didn't get that payoff. You didn't get to see how it ended. And so 
for those people that waited, it's like, I'm glad I waited because now I'm not going to watch any of it. But I did the opposite. I knew it was canceled, but I heard it was so good that I started watching it and it is awesome. Dougie says, yeah, and remember how you used to have to wait for a whole week for a new episode? I know. It's crazy. Oh, Robo Kitty's in the house. Good morning, dear. We've already been talking about you, which is, it's, you know, par for the course. Oh, Tank, wait a minute. Tank says, did you watch the Deadwood movie? There was a Deadwood movie? How did I miss this? Or did I forget it? Is that recent? My gosh. Yes, Robo. Oh, Squid Game. We've been talking about Squid Game, dear. Which I think what I said early on is I think you're the first person I know of who first mentioned Squid Game. I'm seven episodes in, Robo. I I I love it. I'm horribly hooked. I am horribly. Oh, the movie gave closure to Deadwood. Okay, good. Now I gotta do it. So I'm gonna fit, I'm gonna complete the. Because I think I did only the first two seasons. I got to watch season three. Then I will watch the movie. Then I can uh, move on. That's great. Gave closure. I love when that happens. Dougie, good to see you. Have a good day. Have a tremendous day. Isn't it weird? Do you guys... So Dougie's been following or whatever. I don't remember him in the live stream. Do you guys remember? Am I is my memory getting that bad? All right, Dougie. See you, buddy. Anyway, this squid game thing. You know, I've talked before about I have a love-hate with uh, television and movies. Obviously, I, I love what an escape they are. And I love some of the creativity and like a show like this Squid Game. It's just wonderful. It's a work of art. Like you're watching it and you just have this feeling like I'm watching something special. Like this is... Uh, this is... This is just off the rails. And... Um, but the reason I kind of hate it a little bit is the way my brain works is like I start to think about, well, what could I have done with that time? I could have done something, something productive, right? I, I, even down to like, uh, you know, I could have ironed some shirts, something. I could have done something. Now, if I were really smart, I would uh, multitask and iron shirts while I watch Squid Game. Maybe that's a good reminder. Yeah, we got to send Dougie to the uh, Discord. Robo is still the last VIP um, holdout for the Discord. She has no idea how fun that area is getting. And of course, um, Shifafa, that's a whole nother story. How I'm going to get the word of the Discord to Shifafa, I, I guess I just need to send her an email, which I should do anyway, because I, 
I haven't done that in a good while. <laughs> Tank says, I do that constantly. That's why I gamble on football. I feel like I'm watching my investment. <laughs> oh, God. Oof. Yeah. I don't want to head down that path, Tank. I'm just going to... I'm just going to stick with my Count Chocula addiction, and I'm not saying you're addicted to gambling, by the way. But but I would be if I got into it. That's the way my brain works. You know, I get into podcasting, then I do a daily show, and I reel off. I wonder, uh, I looked at the numbers once. I looked at how many episodes we're going to have by the end of the year, roughly. And I mean, you know, we're going to hit 200. Think of that, 200 in a year. Amber, I have not heard from Chief Afa in a while, so it's about time at least that I say hi. I think about her all the time, but I haven't heard from her. See, that's a good way to do it. Tank says, I gamble what I would spend at the bar. That's a good way to do it. It's a good way. Yeah. But I ought to just, uh, I ought to just give in and just enjoy it. Enjoy. I'm going to enjoy Squid Game. I'm going to watch however many. Robo Kitty, how many episodes of this thing do they have? Is it just one season? And have you seen the whole thing? I'm like seven episodes in. I just can't, I can't get enough. I love it so much. And you know what's funny? I was trying to get into, uh, not even trying, I was on my way. I, I had just gotten into uh, Walking Dead. Which that that's another one that people are very into. Robo's talked about that before. And it's like, I mean, there's there's several series that I, if, if I want to... Uh, relate to robo even better than i already do it's like i gotta at star trek i gotta do that walking dead she already mentioned squid game i'm well on my way but uh, yeah there's there's one season have you seen the whole season robo of squid game and it, it, i assume have they teed it up for another season coming down the pike <laughs> tank you switched to bourbon season Later after uh, or in November, I can see that. I gotta, I, I, I might, uh, I gotta start drinking scotch, or I, I should say, I need to drink scotch more often than I do. I'm just not much of a drinker, but I think I've been thinking about what can I drink while I'm watching football. Because what else am I gonna do? I don't want to drink beer. Maybe scotch. I'm actually, I'm getting into football this year, which is uh, surprising. It's pleasantly surprising. I've watched several games. McAllen 12, hey Tank. What is that going to run me? Is that one of those like $1,000 scotches? Something like that? You know what I would do? Just to be a contrarian. Um, 
just to be a contrarian. I would do normal ice cubes. I know that the uh, the total Vogue thing to do is the big round ice cubes. I would do a really expensive scotch, but in poor man with poor man's ice cubes. That's what I would do. So Robo says that they finished up Squid Game, but they left it open to another season. So in other words, I, I, that sounds positive to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like. Season one is wrapped in a bow, at least. Like, you don't need no spoilers, please. I'm so invested. Oh, it's an $80 uh, bottle of scotch. Jeez. It's a mere bag of shells to a guy like me, Tank. Oh, that's like falling off a log. <laughs> Get metal reusable ice cubes. That way it doesn't dilute the hooch. Metal? Metal ice cubes? What kind of metal are they using for metal ice cubes? And why have I never heard of this? Jeff the Vet Author is in the house. Good morning, Jeffrey. Welcome, welcome. How's the... Are you guys settled into the house yet? You've got to be by now. Unpacking boxes and all that stuff. Metal ice cubes. What will they think of next? Let's see. They're not going to be lead, right? That would kill you. They say, So they say. Oh my goodness. Jeff's daughter had the baby. On Friday. Oh, that's tremendous, Jeffrey. Holy cow. That's unbelievable. Congratulations. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Nothing else matters. Tank, isn't that a... Who, who, who did that tune? Nothing else. And Metallica, right? Isn't that a Metallica tune? Nothing else matters. Anastasia. That is a beautiful name, Jeffrey. For a beautiful granddaughter. That is... God, that is so exciting. Unbelievable. Do you, do you have her watching the White Sox yet? That's going to be a thing, right? Man, congratulations. That is wonderful, Jeffrey. Wonderful. <clears throat> That's what it's all about. The kidlets, the next generation. Uh, Tank says, yes, Metallica on the Black Album. Did nothing else matters. Right when they went down the crapper. Tank the uh this uh this Discord area. It's really shaping up to be very fun. Already, I mean, just the fact that we have a place to, you know, look at your music homework, you know, Mammy's putting her uh posting uh she is she is quite the culinary artist. It's so fun to see to see people. And I feel like that's what we've needed is some sort of place where we can like get to know each other a little bit better. This Reddit thing is so fun, but it's so one way, you know, it's my fat face on this live stream. And uh, so I'm loving, I'm loving like getting to know you guys a little bit better the other way. It's been tremendous. So thank you again to the beautiful, the lovely Amber Glow, who's going to get her steps in. 
today at Universal. Ooh, Jeff says, I stood in line to get the Black Album. Thought it was the worst Metallica I ever heard up until that time. <laughs> Isn't that a horrible buzzkill? Oh, God. When you just love, when you love a band, but then you get an album, it's like, what were they thinking? I'm trying to think if that's if that's ever happened to me big time. I mean, I'm going way back, but uh, when Styx did... Uh, came out, out with that Mr. Roboto song. That was the biggest musical jumping the shark that I, I had ever witnessed up until that time. It's like, what in the hell are you guys thinking? Mr. Roboto. I think the rest, didn't they split up after that? Shortly after that? Jeff says, we just have to get the German consulate to get her German citizenship before she is one years old. Is she going to be a German citizen, Jeff? Is that is that true? That might be a good move. Germany can't go to war against the world again a third time, right? They wouldn't possibly do that. So it might be a, a nice, safe, a safe place to be. <laughs> oh my gosh hey at 7 30 i'm gonna peek into the uh mailbag here so we we got a lot i missed friday so we got a ton of letters let me let me chip away anyone uh feel free i love everyone seems to love the mailbag i really enjoy it keep sending your letters to chicago tony v like vasectomy at gmail.com and uh, i am happy to keep reading them on the show it's super fun Let's see what we got here. Uh, Dear Tony, I detect that you are a bit of a history buff. What is an event? Oh, Jeff Woodward is the real history. This is perfect timing that Jeff's in the stream. Uh, What is an event in history that you think is massively important, but that people are unaware of? This is from Len K. Um. That is a Jeffrey, Jeffrey, well, anybody really. Please answer this in the comment section too. I would love to get your spin. What do you think is an event in history that you think is massively important, but that people are unaware of? So for me, for me, I'm going to say the one that always struck me as like, okay, this is a huge deal. This is the huge, oh, see, Jeff already has his. And it's something I know nothing about, nor can I even pronounce. The Battle of Teutoburg Forest. T-E-U-T-O-B-U-R-G. Good God, I've never even heard of it, Jeff. How do you like them apples? Holy cow. Well, I'm going to have to research that today. But I guess that's the whole point. People are unaware of. Now, my thing, people are, I mean... I'm sure people are at least vaguely aware. I mean, people like Jeff will know this. But the average Joe probably does not know this. I think one of the biggest things in history, that's going to take me a while to get maybe get through why this is so big, but I I, I think Magellan circumnavigating the globe, which I, I, I technically I'm not sure he actually finished. Didn't he get killed before the end of that trip? But at least his crew, essentially, they 
They headed west to go east. They circumnavigated the globe. I think uh, <clears throat> I think that was a huge moment, and here's why. That had to be the definitive watershed moment where the oligarchs, the kings and the queens of the world, who, you know, generally, they wanted possessions, they wanted land, they wanted to own things or whatever. I think that that circumnavigation of the globe is when they realized, holy shit, this thing is finite. We're on a sphere. There's going to be only so much land that goes around. There, 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 there's only so much to dole out. This thing isn't an endless flat thing. So I've always suspected that the uh, the the world leaders kicked it into high gear after that and decided, oh, okay, we got to dominate because we want to own everything. And now that it's finite, no more amateur hour. That's mine. Jeff, I can't wait to uh, look into this uh, this battle you mentioned. I know nothing about it. Nothing about it. Okay, next letter. Hey, Tony, I'm trying to decide whether or not I should graduate to having an assistant. So far in life, I've been a do-it-yourself person. I'm hesitant, though. Can you talk a little bit about why or why not to get a money penny in your life? This is from Cam N. Uh, awesome questions and, and uh, congratulations. Money pennies are fabulous. Fabulous. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, here's the thing. There's got to be, there's got to be kind of an equation that goes on, right? If you, and it's, uh, Ultimately, what an assistant does for you is it gets you your time back. That's really what it is. And I would say the way you justify this, it's all about is, is this a just decision or not? And I think it boils down to what's the value of your time? So what are you going to do with that time? Like, uh, so in other words, like, uh, let's take a, let's take a highfalutin attorney for an example. For an example, let's say a highfalutin attorney makes, uh, I don't know, 400 bucks an hour, right? Well, are, uh, should that person be spending time uh, uh, going through files, alphabetizing file folders? No, no. That's an easy decision to make. Have an assistant do it because your time is worth 400 bones. It's an easy... But then let's say, let's say it's not so straightforward, X's and O's, dollars and cents. Um, let's say you're, uh, I don't know, let's say you're a writer and you're maybe a, a, a mildly successful writer, like you're making a living and uh, do, do I get an assistant? Well. Maybe the dollars and cents don't necessarily make uh, the, the best sense, but maybe your favorite thing to do in the world is to write. So if you're, if by getting, getting an assistant, you're freeing up, I don't know, let's say two more hours a day to do what you love, what you were put here on the planet to do, well, go ahead and do it. Cam, good luck to you. I would say uh, 
if you get an assistant, I mean, first of all, try it out. You can always, I mean, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but my advice to you would be really load that person up. You got to make it make sense, right? You don't want to have an assistant sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Goes, uh, that Tank says, uh, I have assistants. They're called children. I got dishwashers, landscapers, housekeepers, dog walkers, and beer grabbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is tremendous. That is tremendous. And they're learning something under your employment tank. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, although I'm young, I think I'm headed in the same direction as your path as a business owner. I have always had a little side hustle going ever since I was about 12 years old. Now I'm 22 and still doing little business businesses incessantly. That's a big word for a 22-year-old, incessantly. I can tell you're a sharp kid. Uh, my question is, can you suggest a few key business books that you think are critical to success? Thank you very much, and I enjoy your podcast. This is from Phil from Phoenix, Arizona. I wonder how hot it is in Phoenix. Probably pretty hot is my guess. Uh, business books. Business books. I mean, so I'm going to have some. Uh, well, so first of all, Phil, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Anyone that uh, anyone that does a side hustle and, and all that stuff, it says something about you, right? You're showing initiative. You're, um, it takes courage, discipline. I, I think that all that is tremendous. So good for you. Um, and good, also good for you for wanting to go to resources that can help you get better. Very, very good. That's a good sign. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to give you uh, maybe some uh, advice that is uh, atypical in terms of what to read. I think the most important thing you can do, Phil, as a uh, potential business owner is actually, this is going to sound weird, but hang with me for a second, is actually get good at understanding reality and seeing reality. Uh-oh, Robo has a job. Good luck to you, Robo. I hope the person lives. Um. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Like, you, so if you're an entrepreneur, right, you're, you're trying to, you need to understand how the world really works so that you can interface with it in a way that, you know, you turn a profit, okay? So oddly enough, what I think you should be reading is like history, history. Now, one of the things about history, I'm sure Jeffrey will back me up. Uh, Believe it or not, some history books are kind of propaganda, right? They're not actually, uh, they're not really revealing how the world really works. I'm going to start you on a path. I'm going to suggest one history book that I think will um, set you on your path and get you thinking about how do you really detect reality. And then once you have flexed that muscle, then you can find your own business books 
in histories where you can learn something from them. I would suggest you read uh, The Underground History of American Education by John Taylor Gatto. That's what you should read. He was a an award-winning school teacher that studied the history of uh, American education. Very, very revealing. And uh, that's what you should read. That's what I would say. Tank says, uh, people need to realize that being an entrepreneur is still work. Yes, you're the boss, but it's work nonetheless. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and the, and the buck stops with you. So uh, there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. So, I mean, it's a grind being a business owner. Absolutely. It is a grind. It's not for everyone. Even though sometimes I get on my high horse and I, I like try and be a, encouraging to people. I do realize it's not for everyone. I mean, some people just aren't cut out for it and that's totally fine. Totally fine. Okay. Dear Tony, my wife wants to put out food bowls and water bowls in the back of our house for stray animals. I think this is a horrible idea. (laughs) What do you think? This is from Tom S. Oh my God. Tommy, your your wife is a saint, right? She's got a big heart. I can I just this one little thing tells me so much about her, right? She loves the animals. She could have she she would be up for building an ark if you ever want to build an ark. Amber, you have fun today, dear. And yes, please post pictures. It's gonna be a great day. Um this is funny. So Tom, Tom's wife is caring for the animals, the stray animals, and wants to leave food and water. Now, uh, I don't really, I've never, have I ever done something like that? I've had critters break into stuff that were in my yard in the past that, that might have had food stuffs in there. Um, uh-oh, phone call. Let's see what we got. Call from May the hobby with you. To accept, press one. Just- Scotty, how are you today, sir? Hey, doing great, Tony. How you doing? Doing good, man. It's been forever. It's been forever. How yeah, you I, been? Yeah, doing good here. I decided I figured I'd give you. A, I got up a little early today, so I figured I'd give you a call real quick. Oh, that's tremendous. That is tremendous. I'm glad. I've been thinking about you. Of course, we've, uh, you know, tapped each other on the shoulder over Twitter a time or two here here and there. It's just awesome to uh, hear your voice. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm on my back on my normal work schedule here, so that's why I don't uh, get into the live uh, uh, podcast when you're on here. Um, I work until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night now, so I'm... Uh, Basically, I'm pretty wiped out when uh, you're on the air. Oh, my gosh. That is hardcore. That is hardcore. Scott, so we just had a letter. Someone, mm-hmm. this, get, this guy's wife wants to leave food bowls and water bowls in the back of their house for stray animals. Have you? Do you think that's a oh, good idea? It, it, oh, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> my, my, wife, my wife has done the same thing. Um, we used to have a, uh, like a little trough out out in the front yard out here that we used to fill with like peanuts and you know bird seed and everything else like yeah. that 
And, um, you know, one night I'm sitting uh, in the one bedroom here and I swear I hear something outside. It sounded like something was banging outside. Oh, what the heck is that? I go out and turn on the light and I had eight raccoons. I had a bunch, a bunch of them up in the tree and about three or four of them in that trough. And I'm like, yep, we're uh, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird how the raccoons, especially, they will gang up. They they call all their friends, they call mm-hmm. all their relatives. I, I mean, it's funny. They they must lead very vivacious. They're like party animals. They're the true party animals. When they find food, oh, they they, re- they let all their friends know. Right, and they really are. And they're and you know everybody always oh a raccoon they're so cute they're about some of the nastiest things out there. Uh, they're yeah. you don't mess with a raccoon. Yeah, hey they'll they'll ruin your day real quick. Yes, yes. Um, that's uh yeah that's good advice. I'm with I'm with uh, this guy Tom as well. I I think uh, the the wife's idea is horrible. She's gonna regret it. And uh, unless uh, unless you're hunting raccoon and building building fur coats, I guess, or hats, <laughs> just don't do it. Bad idea. How much time do you have, Scotty? Do you have a little time? Yeah, I got a little bit here. All right. Let, here, I'm just going to rip through some letters with you. Sure. Um, okay, so next one. Dear Tony, if hypo- hypothetically I have always wanted to be an actor more than anything else, and I'm finding... And if I'm finding it basically impossible to break into the business, no matter what I try, how do you like this idea? What if I moved to a foreign country that makes movies and maybe try to get work there as a, quote, Caucasian, unquote, bit actor? I'm thinking like South Korea or maybe Pakistan, for example. Is this crazy or or am I on to something here? Uh, this is from Alex from Durango, Colorado. What do you think, Scotty? <laughs> That's a weird uh, letter. Well, well, South Korea, you'd be all right. Pakistan is an American. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> you know, I mean, South Korea, you may have a chance, but uh, you know, it's uh, they they are not very fond of Americans in Pakistan. Uh, that's. Um, that's a uh, not a good area to be. I'll bet that's I'll bet that's right. However, I'm just thinking just to just to play devil's advocate here. Like I can remember times I think you could say during the Cold War, for example, like the wrestling industry. All right, so we we weren't very friendly with with Russia. Yet uh, weren't there some Russian dudes in wrestling, or maybe they were American dudes just pretending to be Russian? I don't really know. Well, there's uh, there was a few Russians. I mean, there was Nikolai Volkov. He was over here. There was uh, he was uh, I don't know if he was born in I want to say he was born in like Kiev or some uh, one of them little areas over there. But the, the family had come over to the United States. But a lot of them played the Russians. Um, you know, they went the old time wrestlers used to a lot of the you know Eastern European uh, you know immigrants that came over here could pull off the Russian. So they were you know always playing the heel here. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Iron Sheik is another another guy that comes to mind. Now yeah, he he's was actually from Iraq. Yes. Or is it Iran? Is he Iranian or Iraqi? Uh, no, actually, he. I, well, he, I know he actually he actually went to school with uh, Saddam Hussein. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's uh, there's actually uh, stories online about that, and. Uh, there's a there's a famous match over there where he actually went up against Andre the Giant, and uh, 
Andre the Giant pulled him, or uh, Saddam Hussein uh, had a little meeting with Andre the Giant, basically telling him that uh, you let him win or he, uh, you won't be a giant when I ship you back in a body bag. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Scared the heck out of Andre the Giant so badly that uh, <laughs> he never went back. I always thought it must be tough to wrestle in those curly Arab shoes, you know, those Aladdin yeah. boots that he wore. Boy, you land on them things wrong, and that's going to hurt. Yeah, hilarious. I personally, I like this. I like the way this guy is thinking. Although, I mean, he says, I've tried everything to be in the movie business, yet he's he's writing from Durango, Colorado. Like, you know, one thing to try is maybe move to where they make movies, you know? Yeah, that, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, I, I do think, uh, I think it could be, I mean, why not? It sounds like an adventure. I mean, if he if he wants to do something that badly, right? You know, give it a try. I mean, well, like I said, I mean, South Korea, South Korea, you could have a chance. You know, another area, Vancouver. I mean, Vancouver's got a big movie industry area. Oh, there you go. Um, you know, if you think, if you ever see anything, um, Lionsgate uh, Productions, that's all up in Vancouver. Um, the only reason I know this is I've got a good friend up there that works in the movie industry. Um, they, they film all the like a lot of the Hallmark and uh, Lifetime channels huh. movies up there, which you know my my wife loves those things and it drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> it's, it's oh, it's funny because it's the exact same movie for every Christmas movie that they have. They just change, uh, you know, just change it up just slightly, and it just drives me nuts. I'm uh, I'm sure wife, I'm sure they save a lot of money being that methodical, you know. Yeah, well, it's funny, too, because, uh, um, like I said, my wife watches us 24-7, you know, giving, starting probably next month, as that's when they all start getting on TV, and, uh, like I said, it's all the same plot, somebody's dead, you know, somebody died, or something like that, so I got this, I got this big mansion because somebody's dead, and uh, <laughs> so I've always, uh, I come in and I always make the joke of, oh, the, it's either the, uh, the Lifetime Channel death toll, you know, so it's... <laughs> So we will come in and I'll say, well, the Lifetime Channel, which channel death tolls up to about 35 right now and still climbing. Go. And yeah, it's funny. You know, I'll go further than that, Scott. Like, so seeing something that's formulaic and, and, you know, it's like I've seen this story before over and over and over. Of course, that's maddening. But I, I detect in myself. And I think it's because of, of all this Internet stuff or new technology. I don't know what it is, but. I, I don't have the attention span anymore. Something has to be like of the quality. It has to be so good. It has to be like this uh, squid game thing I was talking about. It has to be so excellent to keep my attention or I just can't do it. Well, I, I'm a little bit like that, but I, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my, my big thing is though, I, cheesy movies, I, I'm attracted to cheesy movies. The, the, the cheesier, the better. Like, uh, do you like any of those? Uh, like, so what do you mean by cheesy? What do you mean? Oh, I mean something that you know, like it's very low budget. You know, you could you look at the background. You know, you could tell that the the sceneries. You know, something printed up behind them, and yes, uh, just uh, you know, bad acting. You know, I I get a good laugh out of that. Do you? Uh, what about the um, any of the Lloyd Kaufman films like to Toxic Avenger? That sort of stuff. Do you yeah. ever get? Do you ever I've, get that bad? I 
I've watched one or two of those. I just, uh, you know, like now with um, with Halloween starting to approach, our uh, our cable system here has a lot of the um, like the stuff coming out of the fifties that you can nice. watch on demand. So you know, the brain that refused to die, the blob. <laughs> I mean, just all that stuff. Yeah, I could watch that stuff for hours. Yeah, yeah, Ed Ed Wood or you know whatever. Yep. Plan Nine from Outer Space, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Leprechaun is another. That's another poorly done horror movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you know those were funny too, and and um, like all the the, the Chucky movie series are the ones I really love. Uh, you know, when they first started off, they were you know the the horror kind of thing, and as they got towards the end, there they you know more comedy more than anything else. Mm. Um. Uh, Friday the 13th or not Friday the 13th but um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was kind of the same way too it got real uh, you know comedic and cheesy and type things so yes you know uh, so for, I guess first of all speaking of Friday the 13th I rewatched that that was the one at the campgrounds right that's the yep. guy with the yep. hockey Crystal mask Lake. Yep. I rewatched the first two of those within the past month or so I was really uh, surprised to see Jason, like the Jason that we know, the dude in the hockey mask and everything, that dude is nowhere to be found in the first two movies. Did you? No, re- it was um, no, it was all it was, it was his mother in the first two, if I remember correctly. Let's see. It was his mother that was killing everybody, and then uh, she ended up being killed at the end of the second, if I remember right. It was the end of the first movie. She was the killer in the first movie. Now yep, yep. in the second movie. The killer was actually Jason. Yeah, that's right. But he was nothing like this character that they that they talk about. He was like a he was like some sort of weird mutant uh, hillbilly looking dude. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he had a mullet and everything. Like it was just so bizarre. I I I watched those and it's I'm trying to think. Okay, how did they get to the guy we know now from what it was back then? It's just fascinating. Yeah, I, I think he picked up the mask either at the beginning of the third one. It's been, like I said, it's been a while since I've actually seen all the Jason movies, but, I mean, they, they've got them on TV here all the time, so I'll start watching them. Um, you know, yeah. uh, like you said, they, they brought that one out towards the end there, too. I mean, you know, Jason takes Manhattan, Jason in outer space. Right. I mean, just <laughs> all sorts of goofy crap they did with that. Yes, yes. I, I, I know they can't help themselves. You know, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, let's see. Uh, here's another letter. Let's see. Dear Tony, I want to get your perspective on a challenge within my family. Our oldest son is a junior in high school, and my husband is really getting on him about colleges and academic performance. I mean, he is really getting on him. My husband has this weird expectation, or maybe it's a dream, that our son go to an Ivy League school. I don't know where this is coming from, as neither myself nor my husband have ever been on the campus of an Ivy League school. Anyway, the more my husband pushes, the worse our son gets. It's like he is not even trying at school anymore. He really is a smart kid, but his grades are slipping big time. What can I do? This is from Farah L. Farah, you don't hear that name much anymore. No, you don't. Oh, all right, Scotty. Yeah. What, what what can Farah do? 
Well, well, Ivy League, number one, you're, you're going to be the best of the best if you're getting into an Ivy League school. And, you know, there's there's so much uh, pressure on kids today to go to these um, schools, get four-year degrees, you know, bachelor, you know, even up to your master, doctorate. And you really don't need that anymore. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys that have gone to tech schools and uh, they're, you know, they're bringing in eighty, hundred thousand dollars a year, even if not more. Yep. Um, the trade schools are really where a lot of kids need to go. If you're, if you've got that technical knowledge and that kind of skill, man, you can, you can make a fortune. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, um, I, I mean, so what this, what this dad, of course, I mean, every parent wants their kid to do well. I'm sure. I mean, that's just part of that's right. how we're wired. And so that's where this is coming from. The dad just kind of, I think, has this vision. Well, if the kid can just get into, you know, whatever, um, Yale, um, his life is set, you know. But I think, I think uh, there's, I mean, that can only go so far. I mean, you gotta. I think the whole point is, like you said, the cream, the cream rises to the top, and. What you don't want is to somehow get a kid that just somehow by the skin of his teeth gets into a place like that, but he doesn't really belong. I would think that would yeah, be a nightmare. And, you know, oh, it would be. Then the kid hates it the entire time he's there. You know, that's, totally. Which he's already you know, rebelling, you can tell. like his. So he's a smart kid, but he's phoning it in now. So I think, the, I think what Farah needs to t- explain to her husband is, look... This isn't going to work, nor is it necessary. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that have wonderful lives that have not gone to an Ivy League school. So exactly. He needs to cool his jets. But then also, um, uh, I just think the worst thing you're setting your kid up for failure by trying to push him into something. You know, it's just not exactly not going to work. Bad news. I don't know. I feel I feel bad though cuz I'm sure that is stressful for everyone involved. Oh, I I believe it would be. I mean, like especially the, you know, especially the kids. I mean, it's just there there's so much crap that they're going through right now and like I said this the new generation, it's kind of a yeah, I don't know how to I wouldn't know how to go that way, but I definitely wouldn't be pushing, you know, the, the best of the best when there's so much uh, so many schools out there that are just as good and you know depending on what the kid wants to get into uh, some some of these four-year programs that different schools have excellent programs totally totally agree tank uh, has a good suggestion he says go to the service learn a trade and let them pay for college the more you push kids to what you want the farther away they will go i couldn't agree exactly more. yeah that's it Scotty, how's the uh, weather up in Minnesota these days? Is it cooling off nicely? It's starting to right now. Well, see, right now we're sitting at fifty-one degrees. Um, I haven't uh, been outside, you know, yet to walk the dog or anything. Yep. You know, usually I'm not up to about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So um, it's right now. It's uh, you know, well, it's pushing seven right now. But uh, you know, it was. Uh, it was. It got a little uh, warm, warm and humid here over the weekend, but um, you know nothing too terrible. So it's you know we're about eh, maybe about a month, month and a half away from you know snow falling kind yep. of thing. So yep, it's of funny. Of course, you know we could we could have you know 
massive snowstorms by Halloween, though, too. It just kind of all depends on how it plays out. Yeah. Just this morning, Scott, just this morning, I, I had this thought of like, oh, man, I got to figure out where all my winter stuff is. That's my biggest problem every season is like, I can't remember where I put stuff at the end of last season. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've, I've had that same I've had that same problem. But usually you're, you know, being here up in Minnesota here, you know where everything's at real quick if you need it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, listen, uh, we're at 8 o'clock here, Scott. I'm super pleased that you uh, called in. It's been a while. I've, I've missed you, buddy. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm awake, like I said. I, <laughs> like yeah. I just kind of woke up, looked at the time, and went, hey, I'm, i got to talk to Tony. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. That's tremendous. Listen, uh, uh, stay warm. Enjoy the uh, turning of the uh, of the uh, of the leaves here. That's upon us here any day. Yeah, we're we're starting to turn pretty good up here, and everything's coming off the trees, so it's coming. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, Scott, don't go change it. Call back anytime, buddy. I really appreciate it. Okay, sounds it. good. Great okay. talking to you guys. All right, you too, Scott. Bye bye. Scott, otherwise known as Worship the Pig on Twitter, it's awesome to catch up with Scott. I haven't talked to that guy in forever. Tank, I like your I like your idea of going into the service. You can do Tank, you can do a hoodie. That's all it takes for you to get through a Chicago winter is a hoodie. Dude, that's hardcore. I know you kind of have a, a built-in scarf, right? On your face, attached to your face. I've been thinking about growing a beard. It might be I might be getting close. I don't know. I wonder how Robo's call is doing. Maybe I should reach out later. You wear shorts all year round, Tank? <laughs> oh my God. It's insane. Well done. Well done. That's something. Well, listen, we're past the hour mark. Um, I want to say happy Monday to everybody. I also want to say, check out the Squid Game. Maybe it's just called Squid Game on Netflix. You won't be sorry. It is a tremendous, it is a tremendous uh, series. You will not regret it. You're going to lose some time on it though, because it's riveting. It is riveting. So uh, watch some Squid Game. Um, if, if anyone's having trouble catching these, subscribe to the podcast, The Chicago Tony V Show. Um, thank you for your letters that I could see here in the screen there's a bunch more but i don't have time to go through we'll get to more tomorrow um i love you guys and i like you guys amber enjoy your day today say hello to your friends for me enjoy the butterbeer at the harry potter world robo good luck on your on your trip um georgie girl just a small town girl I hope you're working hard today. We'll even give another shout out to our dear Chief Fafa. I need to reach out to her and say hello. Um, I love you guys. I like you guys. Thank you for spending the morning with me as always. I will see you again tomorrow morning. Until we meet again, I just want to remind you, don't take any shit from anybody, okay? All right, see you tomorrow. <laughs>